Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, and welcome to the show, everyone. It's going to be a quick one, just because... Uh, I'll do a quick recap of the Saturday games, and we got to get out just to get this uploaded ahead of uh, uh, the 3 o'clock game between the Texans and the Chiefs. Uh, so obviously going to be talking NFL. Uh, last night we had Baltimore getting knocked out by the Titans in the big story of the day. Uh, I mean, listen, Tennessee went into Baltimore and punched the Ravens in the mouth and the Ravens just had no response uh, to it. You know, people can try to criticize Lamar Jackson for uh, turning the ball over, but realistically when Derrick Henry shows up and rushes 30 times for 190 yards, that's the story of the game. The Titans ran the ball whenever they wanted. The Ravens couldn't stop them. Uh, when the Ravens try to run the football, Mark Ingram was clearly compromised by the calf, and the Titans were winning the line of scrimmage. Uh, uh, you know, to me, it seemed as though the uh, the Titans had uh, a read on the snap count for uh, Baltimore because every time Baltimore is trying to snap the ball, uh, you know they're getting shut down. I I mean. Uh, Point blank, I think that uh, they probably ended up tipping uh, uh, tipping something off with the snap count uh, based off of what the Titans had re- uh, picked up on the regular season, and they were beating uh, Baltimore's uh, uh, offensive line to the to the point of attack almost every single run play. It, it was not a good look. Uh, so uh, yeah, it basically the, the Baltimore. Uh, got completely out of their element and could not get any sense of momentum. So yeah, it's, it's a problem. It is absolutely a problem. And, uh, you know, Baltimore is going to look at this as a missed opportunity because again, postseason time, you usually try to have at least a few tricks up your sleeve in terms of play selection. But, uh, realistically it was just a lot of the same from uh, Baltimore's end of things. And as I said, uh, the receivers couldn't get open. Lamar Jackson's trying to make some plays, but uh, the point at the point of attack, they were getting beat. Uh, it, it really is that simple that, uh, you know, Baltimore could not run and enforce their will on their opponent, which they had done pretty much the entire bulk of the season. And, you know, Tennessee was able to do whatever they wanted in their rushing attack. I mean, Ryan Tannehill only threw for 88 yards. You know, on top of like, I mean, it is an increase over what he did uh, um, last week against uh, the Patriots. But I mean, he only threw for 88 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, and oh, and don't forget, uh, Derrick Henry also threw for a touchdown pass as well. He didn't run for a touchdown. He threw for a touchdown pass on a jump pass, no less. Uh, You know, it is what it is. But um, yeah, the Tennessee. Uh, caught uh, Baltimore with a couple of big plays. The jump pass by Derrick Henry was one of them. Uh, the first touchdown, uh, which was a blown assignment by uh, the Baltimore secondary where uh, Fitz, 
I mean, I'm saying uh, Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick. I mean, Ryan Tannehill uh, finds uh, uh, Raymond uh, streaking down the field on a go route for a f- uh, 46-yard touchdown pass, or maybe it was 54-yard. I-, I-, I forget. It It was a long touchdown pass, and, you know, bottom line, uh, it was a blown coverage by the Ravens, and it was that just seemed to signify the night for the Ravens in general. They could not get anything going, and you know, uh, it was all she wrote. Uh, by and large, they they just could not get any sense of momentum, and uh, you know, w- when it's going in that direction, uh, you know, sometimes that snowball effect kicks in as if it was a Madden video game, and you can't get anything going. I mean, the amount of drops by the Ravens receivers, I think they're. Uh, it was either six or seven on the night, and they were all in critical situations where they needed to move the chains, and their wide receivers just kept dropping the ball. Uh, you know, Willie Sneed had a bad night. Seth Roberts had a bad night. But again, these aren't, you know, your top-tier uh, wide receivers, which, again, you're not going to get a top-tier wide receiver when you're running such a run-dominant offense. I mean, Hollywood Brown had a n- nice game, but the problem was that Hollywood even got nicked up uh, – uh, uh, towards uh, uh, the second half of that game, and uh, wasn't able to do anything. But um, uh, the pro- the pro- the problem is that you know, at the end of the day, uh, the Titans were just more physical. I mean, they were laying the lumber. Uh, they got away with a couple of helmet shots because they absolutely hit Hollywood Brown uh, helmet to helmet a few times. They did it to Deshaun Watson. I mean, they did it to Lamar Jackson uh, yeah, without any penalties being called on him. Uh, you know, it is what it is, but uh, uh, the Titans did what they needed to do and got the W. Uh, you know, all credit to them. Uh, I thought they would have covered the line. I did not expect them to win outright, uh, but uh, they got the win and uh, the under hit. So, I mean, it worked. Uh, oh, uh Oh wait a second! Is that an update on? Uh... No, no. Sorry, I, I, I'm 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 che- I'm checking the news to see if there's a. Uh, I was I was I'm literally checking to see if there's a, uh, a Will Fuller update, and it looks as though uh, Will Fuller is uh, playing it. I, at first, I thought he was out, but it looks like he is playing today. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know. What else uh, can you say about how that game went other than just a disaster for the Ravens? All right, so moving on, let's talk about uh, what went on between the Niners and uh, uh, the Vikings. Uh, I mean, it wasn't uh, an affair that Kirk Cousins were like. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was not you like that for Kirk. It was. Uh, it was a very much different affair from the Saints game. I mean, the Vikings abandoned the run game almost immediately. I, 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 I'm still, still scratching my head as to how they thought not running Dalvin Cook was their best option of uh, beating uh, uh, the 49ers. I mean, as much as uh, the 49ers have a good defensive line, that was the Vikings' only chance of winning, in my opinion. Uh, the uh, 49ers uh, basically control the line of scrimmage. Uh, Richard Sherman had his way with Adam Thielen and outside of a couple of early surges by, uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, 
the 49ers were able to contain him with uh, a double coverage and a safety uh, with a safety over the top. So, uh, you know, again, it was not a great showing for the Vikings. Uh, it's not that Kirk Cousins was bad, but there really wasn't a whole lot to write home about. And, uh, you know, the Vikings just, again, never really seemed to be in that matchup uh, by and large. Uh, you know, Robert Saleh dominated the matchup between him and uh, Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Of course, uh, uh it looks as though now the news report is saying that um, uh, uh, the news report is saying now that uh, the Browns are going to hire uh, Kevin Stefanski, even though he just got dominated by uh, uh, Salah, which would be the most Browns thing ever to hire the guy uh, who got whooped uh, twenty-seven to ten, and it was not close. Uh, you know. Basically, this was uh, this was a uh, domination by the 49ers. Uh, they established what they needed to do and uh, took care of business against an overmatched Vikings team uh, that clearly was showing signs of fatigue in the second half as well. Um, but um, yeah, that pretty much summed it up uh, on the day. There really wasn't that much else to talk about this game uh, other than uh, the 49ers did what they needed to do. Uh, one, one thing that caught me off guard was, uh, uh, they actually did, uh, leave George kill in just strictly to block. Uh, he really wasn't a factor on offense. Um, and you know, the biggest thing was, uh, the fact that, uh, you know, from an offensive standpoint, uh, you know, you had, uh, you, you basically had, uh, a performance uh, where uh, the 49ers just went by the numbers and took care of business. Um, but um, there wasn't a whole lot going on, uh, so to speak, uh, in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, offensive output, uh, if you will, uh, by, uh, uh, by uh, the 49ers. They, you know, they, they kept things, uh, kept things relatively straightforward and uh, got the job done, but not, nothing uh, nothing that's going to uh, be considered earth-shattering uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, yeah, uh, outside of that, yeah, it was uh, Tevin Coleman had a couple of good runs. Uh, looked as though uh, uh, Mostert got a little bit banged up, so uh, that uh, changed things a little bit, but uh yeah, not not too much uh, out of the ordinary, but um, you know it is what it is, and uh, 49ers move on, and they're gonna play the winner of uh, Seattle Green Bay. So let's uh, let's talk about that one. Um, you know, Seattle uh, wins ugly. Green Bay also wins ugly. The weather forecast is pretty much what I said yesterday. It's gonna be uh, pretty cold. Not. A whole lot going on in terms of uh, snow uh, to start the game. Uh, it just looks like it's going to be freezing cold. Uh, I, I, you know, again, I don't like the spread on this one because I feel as though this could swing for either squad, but I will take the under 45. 
and live with that bet. Uh, you know, outside of uh, DFS plays, not really looking at a whole lot here. Uh, outside of Aaron Jones and maybe Jamal Williams uh, for the Packers. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm, you know, maybe it turns into a shootout. I'm just, I I just don't have the warm and fuzzies uh, as I was waking up today to try to make th- that case uh, for uh, this particular matchup. I want to focus my attention to the Texans and Chiefs game. And, again, I expect this game to shoot out well over the 50 and a half uh, over under total. Still like KC in this one. Uh, yeah, it's it's a 10, 10 point spread for KC. Uh, you know, obviously we got the uh, we got the knowledge of Andy Reid uh, overall record 28 and five off the bye, four and one off the bye in postseason play. Uh, Texan secondary suspect. You know, by and large, Kansas City should take control of this game early and put up points. The issue is I see Deshaun Watson also being able to put up points against uh, the Chiefs defense, but I think it'll be more from a catch-up perspective. So uh, we'll see how it it shapes up. But, you know, the biggest thing I have to say is, you know, it's going to come down to some turnovers. like so. Like with most of these games where you got two potent offenses, turnover battle is going to be key. And, you know, who can make some defensive stops, but uh, to to shake things up. But yeah, I'm definitely very much in favor of uh, taking the over here. And I'm more, more than confident in, in going that route. So uh, that's all I got. And uh, in terms of uh, who to play from a DFS perspective, uh, obviously, I'm looking at both QBs, so I'll be playing a combination of uh, Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, and then you can start uh, changing it up from the uh, perspective of, uh, you know, you can have, uh, uh, you can play D-Hop, uh, you can play Tyreek Hill, you can play Kelsey. Uh, I like uh, the running back options for Houston more than uh, Kansas City, so I would be playing more Duke Johnson and Carl Hyde over the likes of uh, Damian Williams, or if you wanted to try to get a little bit crazy with a LaShawn McCoy. Uh, I'm not a fan of going the McCoy route. Um, I just think that uh, from the standpoint of you know looking at it uh, objectively, the best way of kind of going about this is. Uh, uh, you know, play some of the playmakers, and then you can differentiate by using uh, some of the offshoot uh, wide receivers. So uh, you can look at a Miko Harmon for the Chiefs. You can look at a Demarcus Robinson for the Chiefs, or you can look at a Kenny Stills for the Texans. I think all those guys are viable options to get yourself a little bit different from the competition and go in that direction rather than trying to force something uh, with uh, some of these other guys uh, that I just don't think are going to be doing a whole lot in the Green Bay-Seattle game. So I think, you know, the game stack of Texans or Chiefs, depending on uh, how you want to flip that coin, I think that's the route to go. And you, 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 uh, you game stack uh, that game from a couple of different angles 
and that's the way of getting uh, the winning lineup, if you will. So uh, that's the way I want to go about it. Uh, obviously, again, I said uh, taking the over in the Kansas City game, I'll take the Chiefs uh, minus the 10. Uh, you know, and as for the Green Bay Seattle game, uh, you know, don't like either side. I would take the Packers minus four, but don't feel great about it if I had to. Uh, but I would definitely take the under 45. Uh, that's just the way I see things lining up. And, uh, you know, just the way, uh, just moving on to the championship games, uh, just the way Tennessee's been playing, I, you know, even if Kansas City wins today, I kind of like the, the Titans. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, it, 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 it very much feels as though the Titans' offensive line is just dictating how these playoff games are going to go. And, you know, the Ravens just had no answer for it. So uh, very curious to see uh, how these games play out. If it turns into a shootout today, I'm I'm curious to see how both these defenses hold up uh, next week against the Titans because the Titans, you know, by and large, you know, they were just playing physical through the same way throughout and showed no signs of any wear and tear from the previous matchup against the Patriots. So uh, we'll see how it goes, but uh, that's all I have for now. And uh, have a good one, folks. Enjoy the games. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.